Welcome back, one and all, to episode number three of Deakin University Female Footy Focus. It was yet another interesting weekend of the Deakin University Women's Competition, and once again, we're here to dissect it all. Plus, look ahead to the weekend to the weekend ahead. I'm Josh Ward. Joining me today, I've got Ryan Long returning. Ryan, great to see you once more. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Yeah, it's already been three rounds of um, the women's league so far, which has gone by a bit uh, quite quickly, actually. But you know, good to see. Good to see the sides developing and um, a few interesting results as the ladders start uh, start to shape up. Definitely. Uh, and returning after his successful debut in episode one, we've got Blake Tennant. Blake, great to have you back on back on the Female Footy Focus podcast. Yes, thanks, Josh. Good to be here. Um, yeah, obviously a lot of interesting results and I'm sure we'll get uh, into that in the later bit of the show. Good to be back as well. Definitely great to have you back on as well. And making his female footy focus debut, he you would have heard his voice in the in the women's match of the round last weekend out at HE Parker Reserve between Heathmont and Montrose. It's Trent Cullen. Trent, welcome to Female Footy Focus. Glad to have you on board as well. Thanks, Josh. It's good to be here. Obviously, a long time listener. So, um, but just looking forward to getting stuck into what was an action packed weekend. Was definitely action packed. Well, we'll kick it off with the results in Premier Division. Up in Premier A, there was only one result from that weekend, and that was between Mount Evelyn and Vermont. Well, the Eagles they've picked up their second consecutive win of the season. They defeat they they will put, they got off to a very quick start. They were up by eighteen points at half time. Mount Evelyn fought back in the th- in the third term, but the Eagles finished off strongly and finished as 13-point winners, 6-5, 41 to 4-4, 4-4-28. Uh, leading goal kicker there was Evie Ullman in her first game in the Vermont Ones this year. She kicked three goals. Uh, Danny Shepard also kicked the goal and was named Vermont's best. Uh, Mount Evelyn also had four individual goal kickers, and their best their best player was Jessica Ploixma. But Blake, I'll go to you first. This is a, a pretty impressive win for Vermont, who are starting to to hit their straps these last couple of weeks. Yes, for sure. Obviously, touch on a four, two big wins for the Mighty Eagles. You can tell that you know they're starting to come early. It's good to see. Obviously, they had a tough uh, first game loss as well. We didn't really see that as a big surprise, but yeah, it's good to see that the. Vermont are coming again, and it's good to see that they've been competitive in Premier again. So it's good to see. Definitely is, and they are a very talented side, chock full of talent across the board. And, yeah, they're starting to hit their straps as well. We'll move on to Premier B. There were three matches in that in that division, and we'll kick it off with the match out at Springfield Park. Uh, it was the White Horse Pioneers who who got up for their second consecutive victory as well. They're also starting to hit their straps after a disappointing round one defe- round one defeat. They comfortably defeated Furniture Gully 7-2-52 to 4-5-29. It was a massive second half. That was the difference. They only kept Furniture Gully to two behinds. All those behinds came in the third term as well. So really good win there. Isabella Guy. Jamie Pippacos and Morgan Khan were the leading goal kickers with two each. And Margaret, Margaret Kershaw was named best on ground for the Pioneers. But do you, they kicked seven goals, 10. It could have been a lot more, Trent. Do you reckon they'll miss, they'll regret missed chances from this game? Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, missed chances. I mean, what did Matty Fodia say the other week? Bad, bad kicking is bad, bad football. So, They'll definitely rue that. Um, hopefully, they can look to to implement a strategy to to counter that in the coming weeks. Hopefully, they can. It's it's been a slight problem for them for for most of this year, but they've done, they've still gone the two wins, and they'll still be very happy down at Springfield Park and out of out of Tormor Reserve, Baronia and Donval faced off against each other. It was. Oh, Baronia got off to a fast start. They led by nine points at quarter time, but then. Tom Fowl went on a massive second quarter, 22 points to nothing. Jared and I saw them in round one. They, we know that they're, they're capable of doing that. And they comfortably held on for a 21-point victory, 6-7, 43, 34, 22. But for Baronia, Ryan, it's a bit disappointing. You know, they, they've had they've lost their last two games after a really impressive round one win. But 
will that what have you heard from Baronia about that defeat as well? Um, well, you know, it would be a little bit disappointing, but I sure a lot of a it's a it's a better response um, from last week where they they only managed the two points um, against Whitehorse. I think that was so. Yeah. I think they got a few of their players back from from COVID and injuries. Um, they still got more to come back in, but um, yeah, look, look, they've had they probably play in a bit of a bit of, bit of patches almost. I think in that round one game they started off really well against the Basin and were managed or just able to uh, hold on, but. Obviously, against a, a Don Vale side who's, as you saw in round one, can really pile on the goals um, all of a sudden. So, you know, they, they won't be too disappointed. They've got a really big matchup next week against Fentry Gully that I I think, you know, they're well and truly could be able to, to win that. Steph Phillips has been really strong this year. So, you know, I look forward to seeing how they go next week. Very interested as well. And yeah, that, that it's good to hear that they're getting players back as well. So they'll take a lot of, they'll be a bit confident next week, I feel, against Ferntree Gully. Um, but among the goal kickers as well for Don Vale, Jasmine D'Amato, she started the season off like a house on fire, kicked three goals. She didn't kick one last week, mind you. Don Vale, don't think, even scored against Decent Devils. But she has continued her strong start to the season. And there weren't any named in the best, but for Baronia, Billy Blythe was named their best on ground. And the other result in the Premier B, it was out at, just up the road from Tormor, out at the Bear Cave between the Basin and, and SBR Walls. Well, the Walls managed to hold, hold on this time against a, a, a Basin side coming in with a following a pretty decent win against Ferntree Gully. They won 9-8-62 to 7-6-48. And the Wolves, they got off to a quick start. They led by 20 a quarter time. They let them back in the Bears in the in the second and the third term, but they finished off strongly as well. They'll be really happy with with holding on after a quick start, following their disappointing loss the week before, Blake, where they they let slip a massive margin against Vermont. Um, it's a big win, obviously, for South Belgrave. <laughs> obviously, uh, to come against the base and down there, it's never hard to win down there, obviously, with the home ground advantage down there. But to come the way the Basin played in the first quarter, they were, they were winning and then South Belgrave came and obviously won home. So it's a big win for them. And hopefully this starts their season and um, keeps rolling. Hopefully it does. And, you know, they'd lost their first two games, Trent. This was against a, a, a Basin side that, you know, that were the dominant force in Division 1. They were one of the chasers. This will give, do you reckon this will give them a bit of confidence for the rest of the season? Yeah, certainly. I, I feel like... The fact that it was an even spread of, of goal kickers and people playing their role um, will certainly hold them in good stead, um, not relying on on one or two players to, to get the job done. Definitely helps when you've got plenty of individual goal kickers as well. They had six on the day. Their leading goal kickers were Claire Bald, Tyler, Tyler Byrne and Hayley Wolf. They each kicked they each kicked two. And their best player, it was Georgia Grimmer. Her, she uh, she's come across this season from the AFL Southeast Southeast Women's Football League. And she started like a house on fire, kicked the goal as well. Patricia Boxall as well. She kicked three goals. She's been impressive to start this season is so far, Ryan. Yeah, well, you know, we talked about the the nine goals in the reserves um, for that first week against Baronia, and you did, you never know, um, you know, it's a, when they jump into the senior side, the the difference in quality of football. But you know, we watched her last week against Ventry Gully, and she's just, you know, she's she's a good target up forward, and she follows up her work, and you know, to kick another three shows that you know she's not going to be losing a spot any uh, spot inside anytime soon. But you know, you also looked at um, Zoe Alston. Caitlin Grimmett, those are the players that we looked at last week against the Ferntree Gully that really stood up for them. So, you know, for their sake, I think they're going to, you know, uh, really do well this year um, in Division One. I. I think the round one loss would be a bit of a tough one to swallow. But, you know, since then, they've, you know, bounced back quite well. And a, a one, one, two record probably doesn't quite resemble uh, how their season's gone so far. Yeah. And, They'll they'll be a force this season, I reckon, as well. They were forced to be reckoned with in Division One last year, and they're looking set to be in a force once again in Premier B. We'll move along to First Division now, and out at Seabeck Oval, Roville again comfortably got them, got the win against Beaconsfield, ninety four to to only the one behind, one behind. They kicked 12, 12 22 though, Trenton. Trenton 
yeah, I think they'll really miss chances, I feel, and Beaconsville will be thanking their lucky stars that it could have been a lot worse for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, inaccuracy again, costing them um, an even greater margin. So um, I feel like it's, well, it's a percentage booster enough. So um, yeah, Beaconsfield will hopefully look to bounce back from that. Um, it'll be a tough week on the track, I'm sure, but they'll hopefully um, get back to their brand of footy that they know and, and can do well at. Yeah, they're, they're facing... Ringwood, who we'll touch on their result a bit later. They're coming off a, a they're coming off a w- their first win in Division One, but they'll be it'll be a bit of a challenge out there at Jubilee Park, they're out at Morton Park, a, a massive clash out there, a, a twilight match as well on on Saturday, and well, it was Park Orchards who who comfortably got the win against got against Blackburn. Blackburn's woes just continue. This season, it was a 72-point loss, 10-13-73 to only the one behind. Uh, Blake, they've they've struggled this year. Blackburn, what do you need, what do you think they need to do to to change to to change this form and become a side that you know that that they once were back in the, back in the division uh, premier division days. Well, obviously, you know they had. <laughs> big expectations coming into the game and like also the season, all right? So they come from Premier to Div 1 and obviously a big, big loss of Park Watchers on their home deck. And as well as that, it's also a twilight game. So they need to rise on the big occasion. And I think they've just been, you know, no one's really expecting it to be fair. Like to, cut, to see a team come down from Premier and just to serve that is not good. I think they also need a score. I reckon they're, Lack of scoring as well is leading them down as well. Need more goal kickers as well. So I think they'll probably go back to training, work out it this week, and hopefully this week walk away with the four points and maybe kickstart their season um, in, in, in reaching it um, high up the ladder a bit. Hopefully they can, yeah. I think that systems need to be rebooted out at Morton Park for the women's side. Mind you, they've had a bit of, they've had a bit of loss as well. They've lost a couple of their, their talented players, but yeah, this isn't, it's not looking too good for the Panthers and the final result out of the other result we'll talk about out of Kimberley reserve between Churnside Park and Ringwood. Well, it was a tight contest throughout, but Ringwood, they held on for their first ever Division One victory. Division One victory, uh, four four twenty eight to four three twenty seven. They only conceded one behind in the final quarter. And Ryan, this win it will give them a world of confidence, you know, because they'd gone thumped the week before. They comfortably were defeated by Roville the week before, but and now they got their first win on the board. It it just it helps them so much heading into the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. I mean, you know, we looked at them last year and I think they were undefeated. Um, so, you know, when you go up a division, it's a bit, a bit hard to get going at, uh, at the start sometimes. But, you know, all it takes sometimes is just a win to get your season back on track. And, you know, looking at their best players, Zoe Kant was really important for them last year. Um, uh, same with Fairbarn. Um, she ended up kicking two. So, you know, she was an important um, goal kicker for them last year, I believe. So it, it's it's good to see their, their stars. Um, up and firing again, and and for Churnside Park, they're still probably in a similar boat that um you know they've uh, their their top division side last year has sort of merged with their third division, so they've got a lot of division three players playing in a uh, a higher division. So for them, it's a bit of a, a learning experience too. But you know, it's good to see them fighting back in a um, after trailing at halftime and and looking a little bit out of it. Yeah. And- they kicked 14 points and, and to seven in the third term. It, they only kicked, like I said before, the one behind in the final term. Trent, Ringwood will also be very happy that, you know, Churnside Park came, would have probably come charging a bit hard in that final term, but they only conceded the one behind in it. Yeah, they did. And, um, yeah, this was probably close to, if not, sorry, the, the match of the round there. So, in terms of entertainment point of view, um, with the one point deciding the game. So, um, yeah, Ringwood able to hang on despite Chanside Park probably drawing the deficit back there. But, um, yeah, it's good to see Ringwood record their first win of season 2022. Definitely is. But, yeah, they'll they'll still take a lot of confidence, Chanside Park, that, you know, they were still able to finish off the, the game strongly. But, 
will that will despite not only consider only getting the one point um in that final term they have the buy this week but will it give them a bit of confidence by well heading into their next heading into their next game which not not too sure which who that's against but will it give, do you reckon it'll give them confidence heading into their game against Roval yeah i think it will put in a lot of confidence that's for sure um you know, obviously having it a week off, it, 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 it sort of helps as well, but you also need to build that momentum coming into a game. Obviously, they had a tough loss, you know, one-point games. They never, you know, it, it'll probably be still going in through their heads this week. To, to lose by a point, it's never, never, you know, it's not it's not really anything to be proud of to lose then, to go to play footy and then <laughs> lose by a point. But I think if Chanside, you know, obviously they lost by a point. If they bring that against the Rayville, they could, you know, they could probably challenge Rayville to, to the limit, but um, we'll see how we go. The week off could uh, put them back into, you know, basics as well, train hard and um, yeah, hopefully see the results go their way. Hopefully it does and yeah, that I think it is a much needed week, week's rest as well for, for Turnside Park, you know, they're they're coming off a tight. They're coming off a tight loss, but still, they have that momentum to build on from the previous from the previous game. But um, and yeah, they deserve this as well. They've they've done. They fought hard these first couple of weeks. But we'll move along to second division now. And the re- game that was the match of the round out at HE Parker Reserve between Heathmont and Montrose. Well, Heathmont. They got off to a quick. Trent, you were out there. Heathmont got off to a really quick start, led thirty-one to sixteen at halftime. Montrose, they looked like they came charging back home in the final in the second half, but Heathmont managed to hold on for a seven-point win. Uh, what did you make of the game, Trent, out at HE Parker? Yeah, so I was lucky enough to to commentate this game, and I had had fun doing it. Um, it was sort of a wet, scrappy affair early. Um, so Heathmont probably gained the upper hand by just winning the territory battle. So the likes of Major, um, she was probably one of their major ball winners, but um, her run and carry along with the captain, Bower Smythe and, and Mulliger chiming in late um, probably probably was the difference in the end. Just Just their run and carry from the defensive half allowed them to, to set up in front of the ball. And and that's probably um, was the difference in the two sides. Um, it, it, it did get a little nervous towards the end there with with Montrose um, nearly overrunning, or overrunning Heathmont, sorry, like they did last time the two sides met. So um, thankfully, if you're, if you're a fan of the blue and gold, history didn't respect, repeat itself there. They will be thanking their lucky stars as well, but it's good to see them get their first win after a slightly rough first couple of weeks as well. You know, that comfortably been defeated by, well, not comfortably, but defeated by Kilsyth and East Ringwood by margins of 28 and 34 points. But this will help their confidence a lot as well, getting the win. They were deadly accurate, five goals through 32. They had 5-1, 31 at the half, and... Montrose will again brew missed chances. They had more scoring shots, but kicked three goals seven. So it is a it is disappointing for them as well, especially coming off a draw and a, a tough loss as well the first weekend. But we'll also move along to the other one of the other games out of Pink's Reserve. It was Kilsyth and Knox. Well, I was expecting this game to be a bit closer. Yeah, Knox had had already stamped their authority and had shown that. You know that they were going to be a tough side to beat, getting two comfortable wins first up against Montrose, and well, not a not so comfortable win, but a win against Surrey Park, and they got the win here. They were very, very inaccurate. Kicked five goals, 18-48. Ryan, this is they'll be very disappointed. You know, with this inaccuracy, it, it's so it, it's very disappointing for them that that they could have won comfortably by a lot more. Yeah, it's not often you see um, five goals, eighteen at the end of the day. But otherwise, you would you would imagine they would have controlled the game pretty much right from the start. You know, looking at uh, the 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 quarter by quarter scores. Um, but overall, they're flying. I mean, you know, to be three and zero, they had that really big win against Montrose um, in round one, and then we're able to get over. Uh, I think Surrey Park uh, last week, if I was right. Um, yeah. So. They've been able to find that sort of form, and now they sit, I think, comfortably on top of the ladder, which um, you know gives them a bit of a a bit of an advantage here. Now they're you know a game clear of second, and then 
you know, a game and a half clear a third of East Ringwood who, who've had the draw. So, you know, comfort-wise, you know, with, this, with the percentage of 615% on top of the ladder, they're, they're still doing pretty well. They definitely are. And the other game, the final game we'll talk about in Division 2, it's East Ringwood and Surrey Park faced off against each other out at East Ringwood Reserve. And while the Panthers, they got their second win of the season, it was a not-so-comfortable win as well compared to their first one. They won 4-3, 27 East Ringwood, 2-1, 13. So they kept their scoring shots to a minimum really well as well. It's a, a very impressive win for the for the Panthers against an East Ringwood side. Well, we would have taken a bit of confidence uh, after their draw against Montrose. Uh, but... Yeah, this is it's a really good start for the Panthers, Blake, and a much different start compared to how they went last year. Yeah, it is to go two and one is is a great feeling, um, and to beat East Ringwood as well, who you know had a bit of confidence last week. Of course, they had a draw, and they would have come out flying with confidence. But to do what they did, very low score in there, but that, that's okay to still get the win as well. Um, it shows that you know that. They will. Kick, they obviously kick straight, and um, and you know they're flying to go two and one on the ladder. It's um always good, and um could start their momentum shift coming into Div Two footy. Definitely could, and this week it, it, they did really well to to stop a an East Ringwood side trend that you know that were pretty free flowing to start the first couple of weeks at scores of 35 and and 39 against well Heathmont and Montrose two sides that weren't aren't as good as them but yeah to keep them to only 13 points and to only two goals in the game it's a really impressive effort from them yeah it is impressive and um yeah all credit all credit where credit's due I mean um to keep any side to that to that total is is commendable and um yeah, they certainly deserve all their all the four points first and foremost. But um, yeah, a nice little confidence booster heading into next week. Yeah, and the best part the, for East Ringwood, Ryan. It's it's a bit of a yeah, like we said, it's a bit disappointing for for them given that they did uh, they did you know come off a draw and an impressive win against Heathmont their their first two weeks they face a bit of a test against Kelsey the side in a similar position what do you reckon they need to improve on from this game uh to get to to stand a chance or to get the win against East Ringwood um yeah you know it's a, it's a good question probably just to take the most of their opportunities um uh, i you know I've, i spoke to someone from the uh, Montrose game where they had a draw and they probably had a few chances, especially if the game had just, you know, a few more minutes that they could have probably uh, snatched that. So, look, they, they're a pretty good side. They've had a, pr- a really good preseason. I think they even may have knocked off Surrey Park in the preseason. I'm not 100% sure on that, but they played really well in that game. So, you know, they'll, they'll look at it, that as maybe a, a disappointing result as a, and maybe a side that they can beat. Um, and, you know, I think they're potentially a, a final side. So a game like uh, Killsife next week probably is one that, you know, will be really important comes to the end of the year. So if they can pinch, you know, a couple of early more wins might set them up for the, for the long run. All right. And we'll move along to, to division three now. And there were three very interesting matches. East Bird, they had to buy after two really good wins in their first two first ever games in as an EFNL women women's side. We'll go to the match out of Fair Park Reserve, which was a triple header, in fact, with the the men's matches and the cold the cold stream women's, they got their they got the men, they got their they got the Coldstream Football Club off on the right foot on the day, and they com- they comfortably defeated Fair Park three twelve thirty to one three nine. Again, they will ru- they will ruin missed chances, Blake, because three twelve that is again pretty poor a pretty poor effort from them. Yes, three twelve is you know if you think about it, that could be a fifteen goal win if you think about it like that. But obviously a bit bit of goal kicking practice you would think for Coltrane this week coming into the game, but that's okay. And to win um, away, it's always you know it's always a bit tough when you're going all the way to Fair Park. It's it's never easy, and to do what they did um, was pretty good to to see that they um, had a good comp. Um, you would say a comprehensive win, but um, yeah, it was good to see that they walked away with the four points um, to go all the way there and um, and also to, to win there. It's um, never easy. 
and it's it's not easy as well given how different you know the the grounds are fair park and cold stream they're very different co- d- dimensions and well it's not the the longest trip from the from the from cold stream to fair park but it's still a very impressive win from from the cougars and another result that is a really feel good result as well. Uh, we'll talk with the, I'll talk we'll talk with their their senior coach later on, Trevor Haig, about this victory. But the Lions they picked up another Wadding Lions picked up their first ever victory over Moorbark, five eight thirty eight to three three twenty one. It was a tight contest throughout most of it. They they led by two points three quarter time, but and they went on and scored fifteen points and didn't concede a single point in the final term out of Coonung Reserve to get the win. Ryan. This, this is such a feel good story. Feel good story because the not a wedding. The whole club has had such a, such struggles in recent years in division in fourth division men's, and they get their women's side up and up, and they get the win in their second match. It's just good. To, it's good to see them get a win, get a win this year. Yeah, for sure. And we sort of had a, a similar conversation after the first week with the um the Mitchell Murubak game with Mitchell again their first win for um the females. Um, so, you know, obviously another, a, a really good result for Nutter Wadding and, and impressive from Moorbach too, because, you know, the last couple of weeks, I think they've been struggling to score. They haven't been able to kick any goals. So from three quarter time, they're only two points down and they've, they've been able to kick a few and, and that will give them a bit of confidence going forward because, you know, they're another side who are looking for their first win um, in the league. But yeah, I mean, for Nutter Wadding, you know, you, you, you touch on the men's side, you know, they've had a really difficult um first three to four, five years um, in the competition. So, and, and even now they're, 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 they're still, they're, they are improving and they're starting to, you know, get quite competitive in games. So it, it, it's it's good to see the women's side be able to get a win early and, you know, hopefully that might be able to, to set something up in the long run and, and hopefully they can, yeah, stabilise and, and get something going well. They can, and it, yeah, this will give them a, a lot of confidence as well. Not a wanting for the rest of the season. Like I said, we'll talk with their senior coach Trevor Hay a, a bit later on, and yeah, it's a really feel-good story. And the final match out at uh, out at Hughes Park, it was Croydon North, Emlock and Mitcham. Well, the Kangarams they comfortably got the win out there. They won 12, 15, 87 to to one two eight. They had the chance to to really extend that advantage in the final term. They kicked. Only one goal, three. Trent, again, do you reckon they'll rue, you know, missing the chance to kick four goals and potentially get this margin beyond uh, beyond 100 points even? Yeah, it seems to be a bit of a common theme, um, goal kicking here. But um, no, this was a real, certainly a real statement um, sent to the league by Croydon North. I mean, it sort of suggests that they are the real deal kind of thing in, in conjunction with East Burwood, who, who sit atop the... The Div Three ladder, um, but yeah, to hand Mitchum an absolute drubbing, it's um, it, 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 and like you said, it could have been worse with with inaccuracy costing them. So, um, but the likes of April Jeeves and Gabriel Zappa combining for nine goals with with six and three kicked respectively, um, it's it's certainly all all good signs for for Croydon North. It is definitely good signs, and I, I was a bit worried about them this year, you know, because they lost Haley Stokes, who was their leading goal kicker and, and the Division 3 best and fairest last year to the Bays. And, 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 but they're showing these couple of weeks that they do have the firepower to, to, really go, to really go all the way this year. And, yeah, Ryan, like you said last week, they're definitely going to take it up to East Bird, and this just gives them a lot more momentum as well for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. And they probably look to be that, that uh, biggest threat to East Burwood and, you know, they were pretty close against them last week and obviously another, oh, I think East Burwood had the bye this week, but, you know, they've, they've, uh, their wins have been quite comprehensive. So, you yeah, know, really impressive. And, you know, um, as Trent me- uh, mentioned, Zapio and G's, you know, they've kicked, you know, nine goals and seven goals for the, the season. So obviously they found some players to replace, um, uh, replace their, their former star in the, um, in the forward line, which really helps out and probably, would help them out in a September final against East Burwood. Definitely would. And yeah, 16 goals between them, which is a very potent forward duo. So keep a close eye on them. But it's a bit like Mitchell got their, that first win in their first ever game against Moorbuck, as we mentioned. Is this, you know, the hit to reality that they potentially need? I think so, because it just shows 
where they're at as a as a team and as in in the comp because um, obviously Kronov got the, the win, but it just shows that there's other teams that you know if they're if they're not picking up uh, like like on the, the scoreboard, the the other teams will get them, and and if you're not playing the way you want to be playing, the other teams will come out firing and like what Kronov did this week, but. You know, as the old saying goes, if you you can go back and train hard this week and then hopefully walk away again um, this week with a win, and it's always good after that because you don't want to lose two on the trot and it's, it's not good to set up your season. So well done as well to Quarter North as well. Yeah, they're, it's credit to them as well for Quarter North, as you said. Like, because, yeah, they're, they're a very talented side and they've shown that they these first couple of weeks a couple of weeks and into division four now there was only the two matches in the first match before the ba- the basin and the SBL wolves senior sides faced off against each other their reserves faced off and well the basin they comfortably got the win there 94 to 7 it, SBL wolves there they've just slowly been degrading the to start this season Ryan they've you know they they lost by twelve points against South Croydon. They they lost by then lost by seventy one against against Vermont, and then they lost lose here by eighty seven against the base. And is it back to the drawing board for the reserves? Yeah, you know it it is really tough. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I've spoken to you know a couple of coaches from the base and uh, women's side, and they've got a lot of talent on both ends, um, both the senior side and the the reserves. So you know it, it's hard when you you face a side like that. Um, and you don't know if they've got, you know, injuries and or COVID um, because just looking at their list, you know, there's only about a hand, you know, a handful of players. So it, it is hard to play when you've got, you know, less than 15 players on the field. You know, you've got no bench, no, uh, no interchanges, um, assuming that's what, um, what had happened. So a margin like that can really blow out when, you know, you, you're running all day and you, you've got no one to come on. So, yeah, look, hopefully for them, their sake, they can get you know, a few more players back on the park and um, those margins won't be as, as big as what you know, it was again on the weekend. Hopefully, and you never know, the, the, the top side is missing a couple of t- a couple of their top-end talent, notably Olivia Flanagan and Nikki Cormack, of course, there with the Sun Saints list. So they might get some players from the first from the senior side to come down for maybe the later part of the season or in the next couple of weeks even but the other game as well in fourth division it was Vermont and Baronia uh well the battle of the golds in fact and it was Vermont the Eagles who who comfortably got the win there they piled they piled on 81 points in the second in the second half they won 126 to 1 that is impressive getting 81 points and a half there Trent yeah, certainly. And I'm just looking at the goal kickers now. There's there's nine of them that have that have kicked most of them pairs. So, um, yeah, certainly it's it's not just one player again. I mean, they shared it around. It's probably probably hard not to. But um, I think that's Kara Morrison's second time in the as best on ground. So she's probably looking for a call up soonish um, into their one side. Yeah, she definitely is. It is her second time as the in the best as the best on ground. She she's been in the best on in all four, three games as well as fourth best against the Eastern Devils for Vermont. But yeah, she's done really well this year. Tess McLeod and Alicia Pulverenti were the leading goal kickers on the day for the Eagles with three each. But now we'll we'll throw to our interview with with another Wadding senior coach Trevor Haig after their first ever victory on the weekend against Moorabark. Here he is. Welcome back to the Female Footy Focus podcast, everyone. On the line, we have Nutterwadding Senior Women's Coach Trevor Hager after his side picked up their first ever win in their second ever match against Moorabark past weekend. Trevor, welcome to Female Footy Focus. Glad to have you on board. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, it's been a couple of days since since that victory over Moorbuck on your home deck too, you must have been really happy. Um, you must still be really happy that you picked up the that you picked up the victory. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I'm really proud of the girls for the way they went about it and the efforts they've put in. Um, as its name, we're a new team. I know Moorbuck are too, but um, we only had two girls that had played a senior game prior to the start of this season, so. 
um, going into the season. Our expectations weren't high, but we, we wanted to be competitive. And um, we were competitive in the first game, although the scoreline didn't quite show that. Um, and then it sort of came, it, it sort of came, it came good at, um, in the home game against um, Ulbach and some of the things started working. So the things we've been working on started coming together. So, yeah, it was very pleasing. It must have been. And, you know, the the whole club at Nutter Wadding, you know, they've rarely had a victory, you know, these last couple of years. They've had their struggles in Division 4. So the whole club in general must have been really happy that, that they got the win at the, start, at the start of the day before the men's side faced off against Sylvan. Yeah, they were. Everyone was wrapped, and everybody, and all the all the men there, all they've been right behind the women the whole way. They've made it made it very comfortable for them to fit in. Made it made it a very good club for all the ladies to fit into, um, and they've been very helpful and helping them, giving them tips and doing things. So they all sort of bought into it too. And to have that win, and and most of the men were there watching, and it was very pleasing. Yeah, it was great for the whole club. It's great to hear that most of that plenty of the men were there as well. Now, yeah, like you said, you were competitive. You the scoreline doesn't scoreline was a massive scoreline against Coldstream in your first match, but you said you were competitive. What was the message from yourself and and the leaders of the the group leading up to the game after a tough loss out in Coldstream that in your first game? Um, it was more along the lines of uh, I don't think we'll come up again on a ground that size again for a while, which will make things a bit easy. Because what we we found that we were winning the ball out of the centre, but not going very far forward. So um, Coldstream were just a bit, bit better in the way they and more disciplined in the way it went about it a lot better. Um, so we worked on a few things during the week on how we should go about it once we get it out of the centre and where we should go. And um, yeah, I think after quarter time, then things started working, and and that's why we got such a, a good result in the end. It's good. To, uh, yeah, that's um always it is a massive ground. Coldstream is there, yeah. so I can understand the struggle the struggles you did have then. So have there been any were there any standout performers from last weekend and to begin your season as well? Um, yeah, well, we had one of our, um, one of our players that, um, has played senior footy before, I think stood out both weeks, but I think she really stood out, um, big time on, um, on Saturday in the second half when it really mattered, and that was Meg Hardy. She's, um, she's played a little bit of footy before, and just her, her cleverness and her talking and her, her one percenters, and then that we try to, we try to go on about the one percenters meaning a lot, and she she really pushed them through, and uh, and obviously um, saw the difference. You know, showed the difference that it made when you actually do all these things. And uh, yeah, but she's been really good. And a few of the young girls that came in this week in their first game, um, yeah, they were very good too. So it was good to see. Definitely good to see indeed. And you know how is it, um. What will the message be this week as well? Heading into you're facing um you're facing a Mitcham side that you know that's also new, but they also have their first win comfortably got defeated as well against Corey North. What will be the message leading up to that game? Um, it's more along the lines of just keep progressing the way we're going. We've we've made this year more about um enjoying what we're doing, enjoying doing things, and improving on things. So. Um, while we'd like to win a lot, a lot of games, we also want to see improvement in the way that we go about it. So, um, I mean, Saturday was great to get a win for our improvement. So, I, I'm not. My message is more about improving as a side and the way we go about it, and how we move the football, how we use the football, how we work together. Um, and I think that'll help us in the long run rather than the short term. So, yeah. And do you also hope to, you know, challenge against Mitchum's side? They, Mitchum, they comfortably defeated Moorbach when they faced them earlier in the year. But do you hope to, you know, make it a, a close affair against them? Oh, for sure. For sure. I think we will. I think we'll be very competitive. Um, you know, I think a few of the girls who, who only had their first game on the weekend will be a lot better for the run also. Um, I'm hoping to get, you know, a couple of other players back in. So touch wood it could all be good but yeah i think we'll be very competitive and um we'll make it a good game we'll make it a good game that's for sure that's promising that's promising to hear indeed well trevor 
that's all I've got for this for you. Thank you so much for jumping on the Female Footy Focus podcast. And yeah, good luck for this weekend for the rest of the season as well. No worries. Thank you for having us. And uh, yeah, I'll hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. That was Nutter Wadding senior coach Trevor Haig after their first victory. It was once again a great chat, and it was great to see. Great to see that the, the the whole club was up and about. Given you know they'd had their struggles as we previous previously said, and they get the the women's get their first win in only their second game. So it's good to see them up and about. We'll move along to our look ahead uh, to the weekend ahead section round four coming up this first month has has flown by in the in the women's competition uh in the two premier pools premier division and premier a we've got three matches uh out of belgrave south reserve recreation reserve the wolves and south croydon they'll face off against each other south croydon coming off a bye and a good a good win the previous weekend and the wolves coming off their first win that is scheduled for 10.40, but the South Croydon social media page has advertised that at 9.50. So keep an eye on the, the start time there. That'll be a double header with their second second sides. That will, that game is scheduled for 8.50, but that the South Croydon social pages have also advertised that for an 8 a.m. start out of Belgrave South Recreation Reserve. So I feel sorry for those poor girls who have to wake up very early in the morning and take the trip up to Belgrave South. I have a feeling it's freezing, very co- freezing cold weather out, the, out there at the, Saint, at the Wolves home ground. And out of Vermont Recreation Reserve, two sides coming off, coming off two wins in a row, Vermont and Whitehorse Pioneers. That is scheduled for 1040 as, as well. Uh, and out at Mulgrave Reserve, Eastern Devils, they started like a house on fire. They're, they're facing off against the fellow new side, Mount Evelyn, who have lost their previous two matches. Both are home as well, but they'll they'll be looking to put up a bit of a fight as well. That'll be a double header with their reserve side. Eastern Devils back and Vermont Gold as well. They played each other a couple of weeks ago as well in, in the first round, in fact, out at Mulgrave Reserve, and that will kick off at 10.40 as well. So that could potentially be a chance for Vermont Gold to, to fight back after their disappointing loss in the last time these two teams met. And in Premier B, there's only two matches out at Domval Reserve, Domval and the Basin. That'll, that'll be at 10.40 out there and Ferntree Gully and Baronia that'll be out at Wally Two Reserve that will also kick off at ten forty. Ryan, I'll go to you first. Is there any fixture in in either Premier A or Premier B that stands out to you? Yeah, there's some good ones this weekend. Um, uh, obviously the the Donvale the Basin game is probably an interesting one for Premier B. Um, Donvale, obviously you watched him, Josh, in that first week played really well against um against Whitehorse and. Uh, and another win last week against Baronia. They're 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 in good form, and, and the Basin have really started to um, start to improve after a bit of a slow start in round one. So I think that's probably the the bigger game to watch. But um, uh, from probably more of a personal experience, uh, a personal bias, you know, I'd like to see how Baronia go against Fentry Gully um, down at Wally Two Reserve. Um, you know, we, I think it's a, a good game for for both sides to get a win. Um, obviously, I don't think Fentry Gully are uh, have won one yet. I think they think they're the only side in premier B um, without a win. And they're probably, uh, you know, from, from what we noticed when we watched them play is that they're very uh, probably, they've got a lot of star power, you know, uh, Amy McCormack, um, Ash Hilda, Lisa Walsh, um, Georgie Pruden. Like they've got some, some probably the the best players in premier B and it's probably their next level players that, you know, that you'll be looking at trying to, to step up to, to compete at this level. Um, so it's a it's a real winnable game for both for both clubs. So yeah, that's probably the one for me that I'm in, most interested at. Yeah, and this will be this will probably be an opportunity for Fentry Gully to get their first win. Baronia, like you said, Ryan, they might actually they might get some players back. So they'll they'll still have a bit of confidence as well, given they got close to Donvale and only just lost there. And Blake, is there any fixture there that stands out to you? Uh, yeah, I, I think the Vermont uh, Whitehorse game will definitely be a good game. Um, obviously, Vermont have won two in a row, and Whitehorse, have, you know, they're starting to come in hot into the competition. So, I think I think that that game will be good. And as Josh touched on as well, I think also the Donvale 
uh, basing game will also be good because we also Donvale, of course, and we'll, we'll see how they go against the basin. Who again? They had a good win last. Uh, obviously, they had a tough loss, so uh, we see how how they go. Will be interesting to see how they go, indeed. And Trent, any fixtures there that stands out to you? Uh, there's probably not one that that probably stands out, but on, in the Premier A division, I'm just scanning my eye across the the ladder here, and Eastern Devils, South Croydon, Vermont, all tied on on the same points. Um, with just percentage separating. So it'll be interesting to see if one team can probably step clear and, and take that that single lead as um, as the outright leader of, of division, of Premier Division. It will be interesting as well. I think SBL Wolves and South Croydon, that could potentially be a very interesting matchup between two. Well, two sides coming off impressive wins. South Croydon, a really impressive start as well. They had the buy, yeah, but... That could be a very enticing matchup out there, Belgrade South, and potentially cold conditions as well, which I'm sure they'll enjoy being greeted to. In the first division, it's Churnside Park, who have been allotted the bye this week, as we mentioned mentioned before when we talked about the Division 1 results. Out at Domini Reserve, it's an early kickoff between Park Orchards and North Ringwood, a bit of a local rivalry out there between between the Sharks and the and the Saints at well Shark at the Shark Park of Park Orchards out of Jubilee Park uh, Beaconsfield will travel up there to face off against Ringwood Beaconsfield coming off a rough loss Ringwood their first ever win in first division and out at Seabeck Oval Roval and Blackburn two sides at slightly the different at different ends of the spectrum they'll battle it out at Seabeck Oval and that those last two games will kick off at 10.40. Uh, Trent, I'll go to you first. Is there any fixture there that stands out? It's probably it's probably the early start in, in the Park Orchards North Ringwood game. Obviously um, Park Orchards looking to build on last week's last week's win and, and hopefully make it two on the trot whereas uh, North Ringwood they're coming off the bye so whether or not they're fresh or, or the two week or the two week breaks probably hampered them a little bit. Um, we'll wait and find out. It'll be interesting. Ryan, any fixture there for you? Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with Trent with the the Park Orchards North Ringwood game and looking at the ladder. They're probably the two sides that um, maybe the challenger to Roville, who uh, you know quite far ahead at the moment. But yeah, North Ringwood coming off a bye, they had a good, a good win the week before that, and then they weren't too far off Roville. Um, and I think in round one we sort of looked at that as maybe a bigger loss than what it really is comparing, you know, considering how good Roval are. So um, that'll be an interesting one. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to tip North Ring were there to, to, to get the uh, job done over Park Orchards. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit of a big call. I'm not too sure Park Orchards fans will, will, will enjoy that. Of course, the, the two men's side faced off against each other earlier in the year in round one and Park Orchards got the win there, but it will be a very interesting match. Blake, any fixture there for you? You're going to go with the, with what Ryan and, and Trent said, or are you going to go something different? Nah, I can't, can't go past what the, the Trent and Ryan said. I think that Park Orchard North Ringwood game will be a ripper down at Shark Park, as you touched on before. I think uh, also it could decide as well who, whoever wins, could, uh, you know, they could also see how they can go against Ravel, of course, if when they're playing them. And it'll be definitely a big competition for both sides to hopefully. Um, I think Ryan touched on as well with uh, hopefully getting away with the four points. And um, yeah. Yeah, and of course, Park Orchards face Roville in two weeks' time. North Ringwood already have, as we touch Ryan touched on before. They um, Roville comfortably got the win there, but yeah, is a very interesting, a very interesting matchup indeed. I think Ringwood Beaconsfield could also be a bit of an interesting matchup as well. Two sides that come from you know massive grounds. Beaconsfield's is home park reserve, which as from what I've seen and heard, it's a massive ground. Jubilee Park is also a massive ground out there. So, and they're two sides I feel like in similar positions as well, coming into a new competition, new division, and looking to, to sort of stamp their authority in this competition. Roval Blackburn, well, uh, it could potentially be a, a very lopsided game. Hopefully, Blackburn put up a bit of a fight, but yeah, Roval, they're, they're on fire. Blackburn really aren't. And yeah, they need to, they're going to need to pull off a miracle if they are to get the win. In second division, out at East Ringwood Reserve, East Ringwood and Kilsyth, as we touched on 
when we recap the the East Ringwood Surrey Park game, a matchup between two sides that will potentially be up there come finals time uh, at East Ringwood Reserve. That'll kick off at ten forty. The other two games will kick off at ten forty. Knox versus Heathmont at Knox Garden Reserves. Uh, Knox they've comfortably defeated a side the side that Heathmont won against only just in Montrose in round one, but. Yeah, they'll be looking. They'll be looking to do something similar. And Surrey Park and Montrose will face off against each other out at Surrey Park. That'll kick off at ten thirty and ten forty. My game, I think it's going to be East Ringwood and Kilsyth this week. Uh, Blake, do you, do you reckon that's the game to watch in in second division this weekend? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, East Ringwood, of course. You know they're they're coming in. Pretty good, and Heapmont, of course, had a good win last week. So I think that could be the match of the round. But I wouldn't be surprised uh, for the for the other game as well. Uh, I think uh, Knox and Heapmont as well. That could be another good game to, to watch as well. Um, yeah, good, good, exciting competition coming up in uh, second division. Definitely is. And right, and Trent, is there any fixture there that stands out to you? Uh, yeah, probably the. The Surrey Park Montrose looks an intriguing battle on paper. Obviously, Montrose after the draw, they're they're still searching for their first win of season twenty twenty two to open their account. So um, that certainly will be a big day. Um, and look, fingers crossed from their perspective, um, they can get the job done. Hopefully, well, I'm a Surrey Park man, so I'm hoping that the Panthers do get up. They comfortably defeated uh, Kilsyth when they played their only home game, only home game out there. So it, they come in as favourites. Do the Panthers, Ryan? Any fixture there that stands out? Yeah, uh, you know they're all interesting for different reasons. I think the the Knox Heathmont one will be interesting to see if the Jets can sort of take that momentum in from from the Montrose win. Um, and see how they can compare to probably the best side in the in the division in Knox. So that's that's one probably to, to keep an eye on. But also, um, I, I think the East Ringwood Kilsyth games, uh, really important game for the Roos who probably left let one slip um, in Montrose. They probably should have been able to secure the four points there. And then last week they um, were maybe a bit disappointing. They did beat um, Surrey Park in the preseason, albeit although um, although there was a quite a few Surrey Park players out of that side. Um, in the preseason game, but look, they'll be looking for a, a win here to, you know, get their season back on track. I reckon they definitely will be, and we'll move along to third division now. Out of Coldstream Reserve, it's Coldstream and Corn North Emlock. That's a potentially interesting matchup out there, out there at Cougarland, or as Wayne Brasher and many of the EFNL media teams members would put it, Arctic, Arctic, our very own Arctic Park. And I can understand why it can't get pretty cold out there. More Bark and East Burwood will face off at Heist Reserve. Two first first year sides. Sort of on different paths, you know, Moorbark, they'll just be looking to get the win and Eastbell just looking to continue on their merry way after the way they've started this season. And the match of the round, this is out at Walker Park in the Deakin University women's match of the round. It's Mitchum versus Nunawading, two, two first-year sides, one and one, Nunawading their first win in the last weekend, Mitchum their first win in in, the, in their first game, which was out at Water, Walker Park. That could be a very interesting matchup. That is definitely my match of the round as well. Ryan, is there, is there any fixture there that c- catches your eye? Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right, Josh. Uh, the Mitchum-Nutterwadding game, obviously Nutterwadding getting off the blocks last week, uh, last weekend with a win. Um, that's important, taking it to to Walker Park this week. Obviously, Mitchum had that first first round win against Mont- uh, Moorbark as well. Yeah, it's a, it's probably a hard one to pick, but yeah, you know, it's a good chance for either side to get a, a second win early and and really set their season up. So, I think Mitchum probably at home and their their win against Mulbach was was quite impressive. As uh, I think it was a, a forty to almost fifty point margin um, at the end of the fourth quarter. So, I think they're probably the uh, the favourite going into that one. But you know, you wouldn't be surprised if Nadawadin can can take what they learnt from last week's win into this game and and be really competitive. 
Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely put up a fight. As as their coach, Trevor Haig, said, they'll definitely be looking to put up a fight. And I'm expecting nothing different from them. And it's a bit of a local rivalry too. You know, they're only separated by pretty much the Maroon to, Maroon to Highway. So a very interesting match there. Blake, any fixture, any other fixture there that stands out to you? Or is it Mitchum, not a wadding? I'm liking the, the, the Coldstream Croydon uh, North game. I think both sides coming off a, a wing last week. I think that could be definitely a, a pretty good game to, to see because obviously Coldstream come off that good win and Croydon North had a very good uh, convincing wing. I just want to see where Coldstream are at um, that, that was um, of the, uh, the competition. So I think that could definitely be uh, a good game in the match of the, match of the my match of this week and of course obviously the little rivalry um, like pretty much locking horns to each other Mitch of another morning should be a ripper down at Walker Park too but I still think Croydon North and Coltrane will be my uh, my pick for this week definitely will be and Trent uh, is it any other fixture is Coldstream Coin North your match of the round Moorbuck even East Bird or Mitch of another wadding uh, it's probably it is probably Mitchum and Nutterwadding. I'll I'll probably look to look to head down there uh, to Walker Park to keep an eye on that. But I'll um I'll be also having a look at the look, the scores of the Croydon North Coldstream game. Like like Blake said, um it looks yeah an, an, another intriguing matchup. Um th- th- there's a couple in this third division, so um yeah an interesting an interesting round 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 three or four. Yeah. It's- it's definitely a very interesting round, uh, round four in, in third division. I'm very excited by it. This might uh, s- slowly set the table a little bit, but you never, you never know these, these results as well. It'll definitely be very close contest. And in fourth division, we've already touched on two of the games. The other game, a lot, a, a bit of a local rivalry. Again, they face off against each other, Baronia and the Bays. And this time, though, it's out of Tormore Reserve, and that will kick off. I was listed to kick off at ten forty. Ryan, I'm sure that game piques piques your interest as well between between the Hawks and the Bears. Yeah, I think I think any time the Hawks and the Bears go go head to head, it's always an interesting one. Um, probably probably the the game I'm probably looking forward to. You know, it's it's interesting all uh, all three games. I think that they were all the round one matches. So, mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to seeing how Vermont goes against the Eastern Devils uh, this time. I think they were, you know, they they were, I think they had about a, a thirty to forty point loss um, in round one, but they've really improved since with the um, a big win over South Belgrave and then followed up by a hundred twenty five point win over Bronia. So they're in good form. They've got a few of their uh, a few players that have played in the ones um, in the side at the moment. So. That just happens when you you've got a such a such depth and you know a club like Vermont has just been very successful with that um, at all levels in including the women. So yeah, that's really important for them, and I think they'll be a lot more competitive against um, the Eastern Devils this time. And you know, I think they're at they at home. They're, I think it is at home. Yeah. I oh, know. Sorry, it's away. Uh, yeah. Down at Mulgrave, but uh, either way, I, I think it's going to be a, a closer game and a good chance to to test out their depth again. It definitely will be, and I'm expecting much more of a fight. The Eastern Devils, their program is a very strong one as well. But Vermont, like you said, Ryan, it's such a strong program out there, and I'm expecting no less than a fight from from them. Uh, Trent, any fixture there that stands out to you? Yeah, I think Ryan's pretty much summed it up there. Um, obviously, the Eastern Devils and and Vermont, um, both sides with tremendous depth and. And it'll be a good show um, if you're heading down that way to Mulgrave Reserve on on Saturday. Definitely will be. And Blake, are you going to be on a similar path to Trent and Ryan or go something different? Uh, I think the, uh, Trent and Ryan have picked out the big game, Eastern Devils and Vermont. Um, I think Ryan touched on about the death of the both sides. It's really good to see and looking forward to hopefully a good contest down there as well. Definitely looking forward to that contest. Uh, that's definitely my match match of the round in in fourth division. SBR Wolves and and South Croydon. They yeah, like you said, they faced off against each other. The the, the Bulldogs coming off a bye and a, a really good win against the Bays and the Wolves. Two rough losses uh, against oh two decent decent sides, including last uh, in, 
including last week against the Basin. And yeah, like Ryan said, Baronia and the Basin, it's always a fierce duel, no matter what, no matter what division, no matter what competition. And I'm very excited by that. Well, that'll do us for this week's edition of Female Footy Focus. Uh, Ryan, Blake, great to have you, great to have you on as always. Yes, thanks, Josh. Proud to be back again. And uh, hopefully we get some good footy this week. Hopefully the rain keeps away, which will be pretty nice. And hopefully uh, get some good results in. And uh, good to be talking as well next week. Yeah, summed it, summed it up uh, well, Blake. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. And hopefully we get a bit better weather. And they may change the um, the goal kicking this weekend for sure, the accuracy. Hopefully, hopefully there is a lot more goals this weekend. And Trent? Great to have you on board as well. Great debut as well from you. And can't wait to have you on in future episodes as well. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Well, don't forget as well, if you want to keep up to date on the latest episodes of, of Female Footy Focus or, or other EFNL Podcast Presents podcast, whether that be the Weekend Forecast or the Monday Recovery, you can subscribe to the EFNL Podcast Presents channel on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But for now, I've been your host, Josh Ward, joined by Ryan Long, Trent Callan and Blake Tennant. You've been listening in to Episode 3 of Female Footy Focus. Thanks for tuning in. Uh-huh.